1: Hi again, and welcome back to The Savvy Psychologist. I'm your host, Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and every week I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. How is it already August? June and July flew by in about 10 minutes, leaving us to wonder where all our grand plans for the best summer ever went. Well, this week, here are five science backed ways to help you get the most out of the final four weeks of summer or at least rest assured that it's okay if you don't. So tip number one is put your money towards experiences, not things. A recent study in the prestigious Journal of Personality and Social Psychology found that spending money on experiences like a day trip or concert tickets, rather than on stuff like clothing or jewelry, made participants happier. But why? Well, there are three reasons. And in the simplest explanation, Experiences stayed with people. Participants simply thought about the experiences more often than they thought about possessions. And such reminiscing was pleasurable in and of itself. Second, the researchers noted that experiences were more open to, quote, positive reinterpretation than objects. Okay, so what does that mean? Well, have you ever come back from a vacation that had its admittedly stressful moments and still said, wow, what a great time that was? Essentially, With experiences, we filter. Our memory of highlights gets retained or even embellished, while the negative bits are diminished or even plain forgotten. But objects, objects are pretty much constant and it's hard to embellish something unchangeable. In a final explanation, experiences have a greater social value than possessions, meaning that shared experiences allow people to connect with each other more than shared possessions do. So, for example, if you have the same watch as someone else, who cares? But if you discover you both frequent the same beach, both went to the same music festival, or both tried spearfishing this summer, now you have something to talk about. To sum up, sometimes you have to buy stuff, whether to outfit that camping trip or pick up a book for the beach. But sometimes you don't. So, in the upcoming weeks, think about whether you're buying an experience or a thing. So go ahead and invest in those concert tickets, but maybe hold back on the souvenir t-shirt. Tip number two is take pictures. Whether you're using a top-of-the-line professional camera, your cell phone, or a disposable, another Journal of Personality and Social Psychology study just out this year found that participants who took pictures during an experience enjoyed it more than participants who did not. Now, as someone who always forgets to take pictures, I was curious about why this is. And the researchers speculated that taking pictures increases engagement. And this engagement increases enjoyment. So, how did they figure this out? Well, in one of the experiments, participants were fitted with eye tracking glasses that captured what they looked at and for how long, which sounds equally awesome and kind of creepy. Regardless, once they were set up, they were asked to visit an archaeology museum and were randomly assigned either to take photos or simply look around. Now, the participants who took photos studied museum artifacts longer than participants who were just observing, leading the researchers to conclude that actively analyzing an experience and deciding which moments to capture immerses a person more deeply. The one caveat make sure all that picture taking doesn't prevent you from actually participating in the activity. Now, thankfully, there is hope for me and others who realize we have forgotten to record the moment. Another experiment in the same study found that taking an actual picture isn't even necessary to achieve the effect. Simply taking mental pictures still led to heightened enjoyment. Tip number three is plan shorter, more frequent vacations farther in advance. Now, we've talked about the study on the podcast before, but it bears repeating. Oddly, the enjoyment of a vacation may be largely in its anticipation. A 2010 study measured the pre-trip and post-trip happiness of vacationers compared to those who stayed at home for the same stretch. And counterintuitively, they found no difference in post-trip happiness compared to simply staying home. However, vacationers' pre-trip happiness was higher, likely reflecting their excitement for the getaway. Now, also surprising was that the length of the vacation didn't seem to matter. No matter how long the trips were, from less than five days to more than three weeks, happiness went back to pre-trip levels upon their return. So the takeaway, rather than taking one long vacation, try multiple shorter vacations, relish the anticipation of each, and if we've learned anything, pack a camera. Tip number four is save the best for last. Now, stay with me on this one. I promise it will link back to summer awesomeness. Now, a study led by none other than Daniel Kahneman Nobel Prize winner and author of the best selling Thinking Fast and Slow had participants experience two slightly painful events. In the short trial, they held one hand in water at 14 degrees Celsius for one minute, and that's 57 degrees Fahrenheit for us oddball Americans. Next, in the long trial, they immersed the other hand in water of the same temperature for the same amount of time, but then kept it there for another 30 seconds as the temperature was raised one degree to 15 degrees Celsius, or 59 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, after they took their hands out of the water and were no longer numb, participants were asked which trial they wanted to repeat, and a significant majority elected to repeat the long trial. So, was the study populated by masochists, or was something else going on? Turns out, the study demonstrated what is now known as the peak end rule. In other words, experiences are judged by their most intense point, and their end point, rather than as an overall experience. So, even though the longer trial was objectively more painful, because it ended on a slightly more comfortable note, it was subjectively less painful. OK, as promised, here's how this relates to summer. Subsequent research has shown that the rule applies to positive experiences too. So, even if your summer has been bland so far, aim for a strong, positive ending, and you'll remember the summer as more marvelous then meh. And finally, tip number five. However your summer shakes out, be grateful for the good. In yet another journal of personality and social psychology study, participants who kept a weekly gratitude journal felt more positive about their lives and, bonus, exercised more regularly than those who journaled about negative or neutral thoughts. And expressing gratitude, while trendy, actually does seem to have a lot going for it. It's been associated with greater alertness, enthusiasm, determination, and energy, not to mention making more progress towards a personal goal. The take home is at summer's end, don't sweat it. Even if those concert tickets are a scam, your camera breaks, and your job won't allow you even a short vacation, be grateful for the little things. Popsicle anyone? Come September, you'll be as reluctant to end your summer as a kid who's been told it's time to get out of the pool. So recently, I announced that I'm writing a book. It is a dream come true and, careful what you wish for, harder than I ever imagined. But it'll be out early 2018, and I invite you to be a part of it. If you have a story about overcoming social anxiety, I'd love to hear it. You can share it on Facebook or email me directly at psychologist at quickanddirtytips.com. I love hearing from you, and I can't wait to see what tips you have for me. And also don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or sign up for the newsletter at quickanddirtytips.com newsletters. Thank you so much for listening. I am Dr. Ellen Hendrickson and The Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and doesn't substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Next week, we will tackle how to talk to kids about sex. And so I will see you back then for a happier, healthier mind.
0: Are you tired of the constant battle with anxiety and panic? I've got a podcast that I think you'll love. It's called the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, where the host, Gina, gives you your weekly dose of tranquility and inspiration. Two new episodes drop weekly, packed with practical tips and lifestyle changes to help you calm that racing heart and bring peace back into your life. So if you're ready to bid farewell to sleepless nights and constant worry, tune into the Anxiety Coaches podcast and embark on a journey towards lasting calmness and a life free from anxiety's grip. Remember, it's not just a podcast, it's a lifeline. Join Gina on the Anxiety Coaches podcast and let her soothing words be the balm your nervous system needs. Listen in and start your path to healing today, the dot
1: com because healing begins the first time you listen.